0: Algus, take one. Here we go. Hi, everyone. It's me. It's Algis. Oh, hi. Time for a, a gentle, uh, time for gentle introductions. Hi, it's me, Alval. Friend to many, enemy to none. Nope, not a single enemy, I promise. If you hate me, then you're a judgy prick. And you're the kind of person who's just going to walk around calling randos pedophile, which says a lot more about your dumbass than it does about the people you're accusing. Just had to open with that. We're trying, we're trying to retain here. So the opening segment, retention, you know, retention is hard to keep when you're podcasting. So I'm doing my best to... Retain listeners by coming hot out the gate hottest. I've ever been I'm gonna make some big promises For this episode in this episode Someone's head is gonna explode um uh, Eric Cartman is gonna make an appearance. That's right. We're crossing over with South Park. How did I get the rights? I didn't please don't tell on me, especially if you're an enemy of mine. Oh God but if you're an enemy, you probably didn't even listen this far before you went in the comments section to call me a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else is gonna happen? Oh, Medusa is gonna turn someone into a rock. And we're gonna have a giveaway. I'm doing a giveaway. If that's not enough to retain your ass, then... Uh, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Aha! Uh-huh. Can you tell I've been, I'm practicing? Can you tell I'm practicing? <laughs> Can you tell I'm practicing on the voice training? I sound like a fucking fry boy. But that's all right. These are the breaks. This is how it goes. I'm going to really try hard not to touch the microphone. Because I watched the previous... I listened and watched the previous episode. And I just... I, I can't... You see me in in the other studio with the microphone and it's so much fun to play with to move and then I move with it and then to pull it back and talk with my hands it's awesome it's a delight but this this guy's sensitive this is a sensitive guy and I appreciate that about about him see I just I bashed it I just fucking bashed it bruh. I don't know if you heard that but I think I just bashed it and I had to back up for the levels cuz I was afraid I was yelling, oh I forgot to start the clock. That's what I meant to do, here we are. Hello, and welcome to Podgus. and thank you for your retention. (laughs) Thank you for retaining. I've got you on retainer now. You're retained. Consider yourself retained. And welcome to the realest, if you didn't already know, by the way, I'm the realest one there ever was. Friend to all, Enemy to none, because I promise if you got to know me, then you would like me, probably. Maybe not in all cases, but probably. I'd put money on it. My entire, I mean, I was gonna, I was about to say my entire personality is built around needing to be liked, but that makes me sound inauthentic, and that's not true. I'm not inauthentic, everything I do is with intent. I'm not manipulating people to get them to like me. No, 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 no. I think my personality is has just evolved to be what it is. Because I want to be I want the world to be a nicer better place and I want people to get along and I want people to feel good. This is silly. This feels like I'm bragging about what a morally superior person I am, and I don't like it one bit. (laughs) I'm a fucking, I'm probably, uh, I'm maybe the biggest villain there ever was. I'm friend to all, and maybe that's what makes me a villain. This is okay. This is one of those things where people say, oh, I forgot to even flip the camera, so I don't know how I'm framed. I'm probably framed okay. I'm not even going to look at it. Because if the camera, if the, the screen is there then i'm going to look at it so this is good this is like i'm i'm actually talking instead of performing <gasps> maybe i'll cry this time like i did a while ago at the other podcast maybe i'll cry good try and make myself cry <laughs> it's been so long since i've cried why haven't i cried in a while okay um god i i just jumped 4 points Four different points, and uh, there was one I wanted to make. I should have checked if it was up and running. I'm trying something new, and um, you don't even need to know about it. It's technical mumbo jumbo, but uh, last recording it chopped up into a bunch of files, and I'm trying not to chop it into files, and I can't be trusted with technology, you guys. I'm doing this alone. Look at me. Look at me go, and um, I'm worried that I screwed it up, and I can't see if I did or not. So this next hour, I'm betting, I'm betting everything on this next hour, and no, I'm not gonna get up and pause, because that's gonna wreak havoc for my editor, who I respect very much and appreciate his time. I am not gonna stop, and if this doesn't work, then, I don't know. I'll release the audio at least. It's, it's one of the lost episodes. But my personality... Anyways, my point is... My personality is structured entirely around being liked. Isn't that a terrible, awful realization? But it's real. That's the thing that makes me sound like I'm a fucking Fakes McGee. And I'm not Fakes McGee. I'm the realest one there ever was. You've seen me explore myself. And how I feel about things on this podcast. I've been open and honest and receptive. Maybe I haven't spoken out uh, in times that I probably should have. I don't know. But also, I don't know. I don't know so many things. I could fill a library with the things I don't know. Except I don't even know... The Dewey Decimal System. So it would be terribly disorganized. The library of the things I don't know would be so discombobulated and terribly organized because I don't know the Dewey Decimal System. And I don't know how to build a library. Let's start there. I don't know anything about architecture. So this would be a shoddy, crappy library full of things that I don't know. It would be a fucking a series of camp tents filled with notes on napkins. You know, that's how I archive my thoughts, shoddy, haphazardly, that's how it's done. That's how algus rolls. I bet you've been wondering for the past five minutes, is she going to take a sip of that water? I'm going to leave you hanging in suspense. (laughs) I'm solid gold, baby. I went hard on the gold. You guys see this? If you're audio guests, well, fuck you one more gan. <laughs> fuck you one small Um, I'm gold today, and I put my hair in a little ponytail. And at one point, the ponytail is gonna come off. How's that for retention? I'm gonna d- take it off, and I'm gonna go, f- and I'm gonna do my Pantene Pro V hair explosion act out. You know, you're gonna see it. It's gonna be majestic. I'm not gonna take a sip of this water though. Time. I'm just gonna wave it around. Um, sorry audio people. Sorry I'm being so exclu. Sorry I'm being sclusy on your ass. But I'll be, I'll be more inclu. I'll be clusy. Inclusy. Exclu. Ah, oh, th- those are fun to a brief. <sniffs> Can you ma- oh, all that build up about drinking the water. And then I spilled it all (laughs) all over myself. I don't like... Did I fall out of practice? Or am I just completely and physically inept? But I find that squirting water into my mouth, I used to be able to do it back when I was an athlete. But is it an athleticism thing? It's a practice thing. But this bottle is so flimsy that I can't... I can't get it into my mouth. I can't aim it. And there's always spillage. I guess I did okay there. I did okay there, but I did bring it, I think pretty close. I don't know. It's always cool when you watch sports and they're just like oh, God. <laughs> they're chugging, oh, they're chugging water from a Romanian fountain, like two meters distance away. Full fucking wingspan. You don't, you know, you don't have to do that. I know you're afraid of germs or whatever, but like, you don't have to socially distance from a water bottle when you fucking uh, hydrate yourself. You don't have to socially distance. You can't get COVID on a water bottle. Can you? I don't know. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that. This isn't a science podcast. Hey, check the categories. Where did you find this podcast? If you found it, it's in the comedy section. So, uh, it's not science, and don't take a word of advice from me about science. You know, I could tell you to uh, eat your greens with every meal, that's something I do. I make sure I have at least a fistful of greens with every meal, and as I take hormones, my fist gets smaller and smaller, which is great news, because that means I don't have to eat as many greens. That means I don't have to eat as man. this is my twelve year old this is my six year old logic if you're if you need to eat a green with every meal, what right? if you're this is sounding like a terrible stereotypical accent if you if you get smaller because you are taking hormones and your fist gets smaller, can you eat a West Queens because your fist is smaller? Maybe we should quash ahead should we quash ahead with a walk? That is one of my all-time favorite podcast moments, I don't think you guys realize. I don't- I can't remember what episode that's from, 94? Was it one of the lost episodes that never made it? Couldn't be. No, I think it was, and then I tried doing it again, and then... Uh, it just wasn't as funny the second time, and I was sad about that just basically the idea of a kid of like a classroom of kids descending into lord of the flies level anarchy and and primitiveness and their teacher is like is like struggling on the ground and one of the kids just immediately immediately before any and diplo- before diplomacy or democracy is allowed to at least uh, Reve explore itself kid just raises his hand and goes should we question with a walk and Then chaos ensues. I just I think that's hilarious It's always funny when grannies are really gross and cussy and swear a lot and when kids do it, isn't it? Because we expect these two Ends of the age spectrum to be innocent. There's always some expectation that like old people go back to being innocent which is why In my years of doing stand-up, um, you'd be surprised how many old people have come and gone. Mostly gone. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, how many old comedians have come and have started doing comedy, found a gimmick in being the cute old lady, typically. Because old, actually, that's also a distinction, is that, like, gendered old people comedy has strikingly different standards and rules. Like, if you are... I've only ever seen, like, old, crotchety, cussy, dirty, working blue old men with dirty dark comedy are... They always inevitably fall into the brand of, like, I'm I'm the creepy uncle, I'm the gross grandpa. Uh, you know? But then, conversely, they're still similar, but there's an important distinction where, like, old grannies, there's just something, it's the expectation that grannies are, like, more innocent, and so the the grannies that I've seen do, like, dirty, gross blue comedy, just have this special, they have an advantage over the men, because it's, like, they're supposed to be cute, so the contradiction and the, and the um, shock factor, it's just that much more potent, you know? It's just that much more potent. Uh Um, I'm voice training, I'm trying. This is me, this whole podcast is me pinching up my larynx, forcing it up into the back, and um, I'm doing my best. I'm training, I'm practicing. When I have the place to myself, I really go for it. It's tiring. I think that means I'm doing it wrong. If if I'm tired. If I'm tired, then that means I'm doing it wrong. I think I don't have to like fucking force it. I can just kind of- I can speak a little softer, perhaps. I can speak a little softer, perhaps. And maybe- I don't know if it's falsetto. I don't know. I'm working it out. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. You can see me and feel me get frustrated with it, right? It's tough, man. Transitioning's fucking hard. Which is why... Oh, man. Did my ponytail... Oh, yeah. It's half coming out. Oh, that's cute. Which is why... Um, I can pivot into this. I, I think I was talking about something completely else. Oh, the fact that I'm wearing gold all over. You guys like my gold? It's gold, girl. Gold gifts. Here we go with gold gifts. Ew, gross! That's always fun to practice. I'm gold gifts today. Covered in gold. Um, gold and pink. That's a fun little combo, I think. Mm. Um, oh, so yeah. I didn't talk about this yet. It's been a couple weeks, or it's been, uh, a couple weeks now since uh, I I was asked to do a campaign. I think I hinted that I was going to talk about this eventually, and I didn't. So this is the reveal. So I filmed a campaign with EGale Canada, E-G-A-L-E Canada. And um, it's an anti-hate campaign, which surely will attract a whole lot more hate. The the irony, um, because, okay, so the, uh, it's sponsored, I think it's funded and sponsored by Rogers, which, if you're an American, that is um, one of the two telecom companies that reign over Canada. Like, they own everything. Rogers and Bell own everything. And they just, it's a duopoly. I don't know who's bigger. I think it's Rogers. Um, but they just own and run our country, those two telecom companies. (sighs) I'm going to get called out for being stupid and wrong about this, but that's, I mean, come on, you know, am I wrong? They run everything and they, they like brutally squash out the competition here in Canada. Anyways, um, but thankfully, Uh, This campaign, this anti-hate campaign that's uh, playing all through pride is um, It's sponsored by I don't know if it's even sponsored because they didn't put their fucking brand on it This is the I just realized this. I was told that it was funded I don't even know if I'm allowed to say am I allowed to say whatever I don't give a fuck if I get in trouble If I die this week, it's because I wasn't allowed to reveal that Rogers put money into this, but And it's so funny that they didn't put their name on it. (gasps) whoa, okay. I need to like, I need to find this out for sure. Cause my brain is so forgetful that I don't even trust the things that I remember. Isn't that awful? My memory sucks so bad that the things I remember are um, laced and, and just corrupt with missed self distrust. You know? I don't even trust the things I feel like I know. But anyways, I was told, I was told, I know I was told, that this is uh, this campaign is funded by Rogers. And um, it's an anti-hate campaign. It's very, I encourage you to look it up, EGAL, Canada, uh, anti-hate. I think you'll probably find it pretty quickly. Oh, uh, what's it called? S- strands or something like that? Unraveled. Is it Unraveled? Come on,
1: give me a hot second, give me a hot second. Egale Canada. Pride Unraveled, if you look up Pride
0: Unraveled by Eagle Canada, um, it's a beautiful campaign. I thought there were gonna be more views. <laughs> it's a beautiful campaign. Uh, well, I guess it's an ad, so it's, you can see it on their page, but it's also playing. I've been told the distribution is going to be nuts that it's like all across Canada, uh, YouTube commercials, uh, you know, network TV. It's going to be everywhere. And, um, and a billboard on Dundas square. One of those video fucking, I don't know if they're called video billboards, but a video billboard on Dundas square with my face on it. I'm one of two other, uh, I'm one of three, um, queer people that they invited out for this, to do this, and, uh, it's a, it's amazing. It's really touching and moving and very, uh, striking. I showed it to my parents, and they gave me a huge hug, and I'm always, like, with my parents, it's always, it feels, I like, I don't want to shove any of this in their face, you know what I mean? People complain that they're like, "Oh, it's just so in our faces all the time. They're just shoving it in our faces." And I and I think that's silly first of all because it's we're talking about like it is essentially at its core a civil rights movement. So, it's not meant to be a I mean, it's it's kind of supposed to be obnoxious because it's supposed to point out the inequalities in our society, and the un- and just the shitty way people like me get fucking treated, you know? By half the population. So, uh... If, I mean, that's even a conservative estimate. Ah! <laughs> you get it? Um, but... But it's in your face because because... The status quo has always been so heteronormative that as soon as something sort of pierces that reality or or, uh, contradicts it in any way, it feels like this reality-shaking experience when all it is is we're just introducing a new human, not even new, but a different human experience, and it threatens too many people because they're just so used to engaging with a... Uh, they're just so uh, desensitized to like a heteronormative way of life and, and representation. So I can see why it feels like we're just throwing it in people's faces. But we're f- we're kind of fucking not. And we're finding our own goddamn place with with each other. We're like sending out a beacon to each other to be like, yo, we have this in common. G- let's link up, you know? So maybe it's not about you fuckers. Maybe it's not about you sometimes, and that's part of the entitlement of being like, oh, they're shoving it in our faces. Some things aren't for you! Some things are not for you. Sorry. Get used to it! (laughs) Um, fuck, I really digressed there. All this to say, it's like I struggle with, I don't want to, um, I don't want to worry my parents either. I'm sure they're worried about me, I'm sure they see everything that's going on, and they worry about my safety and health, and um, my future, naturally, you know, Uh, they love me very deeply, my parents, and um, so that's why I don't, I don't want to worry them, and I don't want to, I don't want their sympathy either, you know, and this, this campaign is very evocative and very dramatic. It's very dramatic. And I'm also always worried about being dramatic in front of my parents, you know? I don't want to be overly emotional or, or dramatic in front of them, even though I cry like a baby a lot. But it made my mom cry, and, I, and that made me cry. <laughs> and it's a really beautiful campaign. Except, except and this is of course by no fault of anyone but my own it just makes me so fucking dysphoric it makes oh, it makes me so dysphoric because i hate my voice and i hate my face the way the camera just it, the camera's kind of pointed up under my chin and my chin here i'm just uh i i don't see any sense in in belaboring this point and just shitting on myself um I don't want to who cares about going down that rabbit hole but but it just I it makes me uncomfortable to watch you know and even my brother was like did they lower your voice oh that hurt that hurt but it hurt so bad that it really reignited um It really re- it really reignited my desire to voice train and to uh, pick it pick up the pace and to try and to try and to try and to try try a lot harder. And to try a lot harder and um, because my brother asked if they lowered my fucking voice. Oh, nobody can hurt you like family, you know? Nobody loves you like family, but nobody can hurt you like they do too and he's and he didn't mean it like an asshole my brother puts his foot in his mouth sometimes and i and i love my brother dearly but you know that's one of those things where somebody i i don't i don't fault him for that so don't come for my brother he's awesome and i love him it's we have a very 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 honest relationship with each other and that's one of those things that he that sometimes are the, the foundation of honesty from which we communicate means that every once in a while, somebody will put their foot in their mouth and say something a bit too honest. <laughs> and what he was telling me was that I had a very masculine voice. And so uh, looking at it graciously, uh, at least it motivated me to try a little harder And I know my voice is nasally right now, but that's kind of, I feel, I want to believe that this is part of the process, and this is probably the most difficult part of it is fucking getting used to pulling your larynx up and fucking pinching your resonance chamber and talking like this. Oh, it's so hard, and I hate it, and I'm straining myself, and I'm doing it wrong, I'm doing it Oh, anyways, yeah, that campaign, it's beautiful and it's lovely, but it's, um, it hurts me at the same time. And of course, a campaign like that where you invite people to stop hating you oh, is only going to do the opposite for the wrong people. The people it's sort of aimed at are going to be the people who um, relish an opportunity to continue punching down so when that campaign comes out, I mean, it's out already, uh, they turned the comments off of the YouTube video, which, you know, says all you need says all you need to know about what the expected response was. And then when I saw they shared on Twitter, "Yeah, Twitter fucking sucks. Twitter fucking sucks." And like every response was this, oh, so too many people just don't fucking get it." You don't get it. Too many people being like, oh, you're gonna go and groom children? Like, that's not what the fuck this is about. It's, uh, the child grooming shit is, ugh.
1: Give me a fucking break.
0: We're not showing kids fucking anal sex in classrooms. Because then we would have to show them, like, missionary between two parents. (laughs) A mom and a dad. They haven't been doing that in classrooms, so why would they start fucking showing two guys blowing each other? You know what I mean? It's not- that's not what any curriculum fucking is. It's people being like, hey, some of you are gonna grow up to be gay. Some of you are gonna- statistically, a whole bunch of you are going to grow up to be gay, and that is all right. Goddamn, man. Why is that so impossible to fucking wrap your head around? Fuck off. Um... Twitter fucking sucks, man. I'm not even fucking... This... I'm convinced... This is me... Not telling them on myself, I promise. Because I'm like, I'm trying to scroll away. Maybe it's just the accounts that I... have that I, uh, pause on and read whenever they tweet and then scroll away. They're, maybe they're stepping up their game, but the video of the guy getting eaten by a shark is circulating everywhere. And, and videos of gun violence People, I'm literally watching on my Twitter feed, people get shot. And watching their bodies, there's a way it just, their legs lock and get completely straight. And they fucking topple over, like, they get stiff immediately. And topple over like a tree when they get shot. And I don't want to fucking see this anymore, I don't. And I, and every time, like, there was a video of... Just gruesome body horror, real body horror shit. And I don't want to see it. And I'm scrolling away, I'm trying to, I know I just described, but now I'm trying to retrain the fucking algorithm when it's like robbery gone wrong. Guy defends, oh, the fucking gun shit. Guy defends his constitutional right. And I know it's going to be a video. Why are we sharing this with each other? Why are we sharing videos of people getting executed? I don't like it. I really don't. And I'm trying to, and I'm, as soon as I recognize in the caption while I'm casually scrolling, as soon as I see what it's gonna be, fucking scroll right away. Algorithm, please, get, take the hint. I don't want this anymore. I guess there's a button I can mute, right? I can mute or block. Yeah, I can start working a little harder on restricting my feed, surely.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: What's, what else is going on? So that campaign, I'm really, I'm going to be on a fucking billboard on Dundas Square. But the feelings that I feel about it, I really, I really don't want to take anything away from it. At all. Because it's a really awesome campaign. Beautifully done. But it's going to take... But I'm standing in my own way of enjoying it. It's gonna take me deliberately forgiving myself for looking and sounding like I did at the time, and still do. Um, It's gonna take for an active forgiveness to get over that enough to enjoy and celebrate what a fucking victory this is. For me, personally, my face is on a fucking billboard at Dundas Square. Which, I gotta still... I gotta go and see that. I gotta go and see it. Um... Because that's fucking epic. God, that's epic. Who can say that they've been on a goddamn billboard on Dundas Square? For all the Americans out there, that's our version of Times Square. That's Canada's Times Square. It's our bustling, uh, flashy center of of our... of our urban universe, you know? It's the never sleeps part of Toronto, you know? Um and I am on a and I'm on a, <laughs> I'm on a billboard. I'm on a billboard. I'm on a billboard. I'm on a billboard. (laughs) Just get stankier and stankier. I'm on a fucking billboard. Do you know who I am? I'm on a fucking billboard. Fix my hair and we're back. Um, So yeah, that's that. The Eagle Canada thing. I'm proud. I'm very proud. And I can't let my own self-image ruin that for me. But I think, uh, yeah, to be positive, like, at least I recognize that. And, you know, knowing is half the battle, as they say in G.I. Joe. If I can identify the problem, if I can identify what needs to be done, then I can do it. And um, so I'm working on it. I'm working on self-kindness and forgiveness and just accepting reality for what it is. Which is an interesting part of dysphoria. And I think this is where I, I handle things differently for most trans people. Is that dysphoria rocks my soul and it sucks. And I hate it. And it makes me feel fucking miserable. But there's always a, a proactive spin at the end. That's always been difficult to describe. But it's like... It's like, so what? It's like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, you have masculine features. Yes, you don't achieve a certain standard, and it bums you out, and people treat you like fucking shit because of it. Yes. What? That's just what it is. That's the reality. You can stare at yourself in the mirror all you want, and I wish, and I wish, and I wish. Oh, I wish. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. wish. And I do fall on uh, down that rabbit hole. Of course I do. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no better. I'm no fucking, no better. I don't even think better is the word. I'm, I'm no more resilient than your standard trans woman. But like, but at the same time, at a certain point, you, I, I know that none of that is helping things. Staring at yourself in the mirror and just wishing. ...isn't gonna do anything. And agonizing over, ugh... My blank is too blank. Ugh, I hate... So do something about it! Accept the reality for what it is, and do something about it. Be proactive. That's real t- self-tough love, you know? So the voice thing. I'm miserable about it. Miserable. But I'm goddamn gonna fucking work on it. Because I can the things that are in my control i might as well exercise that control you know so the eagle canada ad you know i i should control how wet i get in this chair <laughs> i'm like sopping wet in this my legs were crossed for too long so the eagle canada ad yeah um it makes me feel uncomfortable looking at myself but the first step is accepting accepting my accepting the reality of it. Yes, this is this is how I look and sound. This is how I look and sound, and um, I am currently doing pretty much cl- or close to everything I physically, intellectually, am cap- emotionally am capable of doing. I'm trying my fucking best. And you know what? That's pretty awesome.
1: That's worth- that's worth everything. That's worth everything. So,
0: yeah. I mean, dysphoria does fucking get me sometimes. It's crippling. It can be very crippling. But I find, um... For me, especially, I mean, the night that my brother told me, asked me if they lowered my voice, I had a meltdown. I had, like, a three-hour laying in bed. It was nighttime, so I was already in bed, but, um, yeah, it kind of laid me out. And the next day, I just felt like shit, but I got up, and I was like, and I just, you know? And I consider myself one of the lucky ones, because from what I hear of other trans people, it just, they just can't, They can't move under the weight of it sometimes, and and my sympathy goes out to them. It does. But my reality is that I can't, I can't dwell in it. I get it out of my system. Like that night, I did my best to just get it out of my system, to rant and rave and cry about it, and then wake up the next morning and start again. You know? The longer you dwell, the worse it feels. <laughs> and and the less likely you are to be proactive. So, wow. I went a lot of places with that one. I did. I went a lot of places with that. Really turned into, see? See, this is the emotional guess that, that, you know, that you guys signed up for at the very beginning. I told you I might cry. And I came a little bit close there. Came a little bit, my face got hot. And then I backed off because I made my point already. And you know, I'm being positive. Positive, proactive, let's go. Be the change you wanna fucking see in the world and in your own goddamn life. Dream of a better future and and work Work as hard as you can to achieve it, knowing that it's not gonna look anything like you had dreamed. But you'll still you might surprise yourself. Could still be very special. And this has come from somebody who doesn't know Jack shit. I'm 34 going on 35. Soon! My birthday is soon. Uh but this is me just accounting for everything that I've learned while I've been here on this earth. And ain't that some shit. Um. God, what else did I want to talk about? I don't have any of my notes here. None. I knew I wanted to talk about Egale. I knew I wanted to point out my gold chains. <laughs> These are not gold gold, though. You know? Surely not. Oh, I'm sweating in my armpits. Oh, no. You, oh, no. And I pointed it out. Oh. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> We're going to have to take a break. I'm going to have to change shirts. Um oh jeez. I'm <laughs> just going to talk like this for the rest of the thing. Yeah, and that and that's all I think about that. So fucking
1: lay off already. That's what I think about that, and that's
0: all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about the war in Vietnam. um merch ah, <gasps> let's talk about this real quick. I looked over and I saw this baby's first merch, baby's first merch. we're doing it. I got my first merch merchandise. In case you don't know what that means, um, I, I, my, 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 mine, 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 I have my windows open, I wonder who can fucking hear me, you know, wondering what the hell is Bart Simpson ranting and raving about now, um, I got merch, I got merch, I got merch, I got merch, um, it arrived earlier this week, and I bought one of those square reader, like a chip tap thing, because we live in a cashless society. Mm-hmm. hmm Uh, by the way, that's a- that's a fun thing I love to do sometimes, is say something that sounds like it's profound, and then really milk that moment, you know? We live in a cashless society, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say, it's the running joke, we live in a society. You could be like, mm, we live in society, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what else? Any kind of platitude, any kind of masturbatory, self-important platitude Like, you know, love is love is a beautiful message, but what is it? I mean, I know what it means. I was going to say, what does it mean? But you you break down the the words. It's just like it is what it is. I had a whole stand-up bit a while ago about breaking down like how it's, it means something, but if you really break it down, it's, if you semantically break it down, it's meaningless. Love is love. Love is love. I also like doing that when, you know, uh, when people, when, when allies overperform and you can tell that they get a little chub out of being, out of what they just said in allyship, you know what I mean? When somebody's like, well, you know, I've shared a bathroom with a trans woman and I had no problems with it, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, good for you, thank you, thank you. On behalf of myself and uh, all trans women everywhere, thanks for not making it fucking weird. That should be the baseline, that should be the default. But you know, here we are and it's, it's still not so uncommon that I do thank you, but sometimes some, the way some people say it, it just sounds like they're just, they're just pulling on their plug, just, uh, just jerking their merkin, just like, I don't have a problem with trans people. Mm -hmm. If you're going to say it, say it matter-of-factly, and even then I'm probably going to make fun of you, which I should not, I shouldn't do that. Hey, performative allyship is still allyship. Fucking have at her. Go for it. Do it. Do it. I appreciate it, actually. No, I do. I take everything I just said back. And I'm being serious right now. Performative allyship is cringe. Yes, it is. Of course it is. But. But it's. I see a necessity in it. It's still allyship. Um. And per- and perform away. Fucking lend your voice to the whole thing. You know we need more. We need noise. We need more voices. And perform away. I don't give a fuck. Do it. It's good. Um. So okay. So speaking of, I I I brought up merch and then I totally forgot about it. Um. I got T-shirts. My baby's first merch and they arrived this weekend. I got the square card reader with the tap. Because we live in a cashless society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so smart. But, uh, uh, I, I'm selling T-shirts. I was at a small show last night. Sold out. Small room. 30 people. Small room. But sold out. But, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh, am I gonna name this pod- podcast episode, hmm Yeah, I might. I just might. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, get to the fucking point, Al Val. Uh, I got merch, t-shirts, uh, they reference a joke in my act, a joke at the beginning, and then, more than that, it's, uh... I think it's just it's beautiful. It's branded so nicely and I and it's um it's basically a through line in my entire act. And um it's a statement as well. On a t-shirt, it's even without that context, walking down the street wearing this, it it makes its own statement. And so I love everything about it. It's meh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, so brave, these t-shirts. So brave. And I got them, and I'm excited because stand-up comedy, it's, um, I'm on my way up. I am, my star is rising, surely, and I have high hopes, but, um, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling really hard to make ends meet, and I'm working full-time as a stand-up comedian, but that that also doesn't mean much. If you're not a celebrity, it doesn't mean much. And so you have to make do with merch um, as a source of revenue. So, um, I am working out with Merch Monkey, the company that did this. Shout out to Merch Monkey, they were great. And uh, I'll continue to work with them. I'm trying to fold it like, fucking American eagle like I work in retail. I used to work at West 49. Fun fact. Um What was I just saying? Uh oh, um I'm I'm going to be bringing these to shows. So if you see me live, uh you will have an opportunity to buy one of these. I I bought 50 as a starter because I don't have a lot of money right now. And that's all I could really afford. Uh but I'm just going to keep reinvesting the profits from that into buying more and more shirts just to like get that, you know, revenue stream going. I mean, I'm going to have to pay rent somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, so if you want a shirt, uh, just know that uh, they aren't available to ship out yet, but I'm working on it. I am, um, MerchMonkey, I think sets up a website that you may be able to order straight from them. I have to follow up on that. I think that would be really fucking cool. I'm, I'm sure that's what I read. See, me just mistrusting my own memory. But, um, so down the line, I'm just introducing it just to say that I'm very proud of myself, that I'm evolving, that I'm leveling up. And those are going to be available eventually. They'll be available eventually for for to ship, for to ship to you. um. And I- and I'm so pumped about that. I think that's great. I'm fired up. I'm so- I look at them and I'm so proud. They should say so proud. Except I'd be stealing, like, Pride Months Thunder, you know? So brave. And then you get to walk down the street with a shirt that says you're so brave. It's like the joke that keeps on giving and I love it! Wall that. Which one of y'all's took a shit? And then it. Fucking disgusting. Mmm. Mm.
1: Champions League final is today. Whoop.
0: Um. Yeah, that's... That gives away when I'm recording this, but who gives a fuck? Um. You know what segment we haven't done in a while?
1: Oh.
0: Is... The archives. The archives. Um, I'm going to do a quick one here. Keeping an eye on the time. Uh, I'm going to do a quick one here. If you don't know what the archives are, they are. Um, talk, talk, talk. They are. Uh, over the course of my 16 and a half, almost 17 year career, I have filled. Many notebooks with uh, joke ideas, bits, uh, concepts, tags, whatever, with material. And um, this segment is me going back into my oldest books and plumbing the depths, uh, exploring the minds, the deepest minds of my mind. (gasps) And uh, just seeing if there's anything funny in there that I used to think about, and we've actually found a couple gems that are interesting. Um, yeah, and like I'm, I'm just really, I, uh, I keep getting distracted. But this is these are the archives. These are notes from like high school. So we're still currently in the era of I would have been 17 years oldish. Um, I would have been in my last year of high school. Uh, last year of high school, I knew I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, so this was mostly me writing without a lick of actual on-stage experience, which is a- adorable. Um, so some of these jokes stank, and that's just the reality of it. I'm giving you an, a really cool insight into the mind of a young, 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 very young comedian just learning how to write a joke. Here we go, um, these ones are all one-liners, just discontinuous non-sequiturs. Um, here we go. Oh, Arnold! Arnold's tenure as government of California is coming to a close. What's next for the man of many talents? That's right, He's he's publishing a children's book titled, There's a bomb in there, get out! This book is meant to teach kids what to do in case of a bomb threat. So this was very clearly an excuse just to do in our old voice. <clears throat> I always, I joke about this now where like, people say, look, to everyone who says comedy is dead, you're a moron. Comedy is very much alive and well. It's just evolving. And that makes you uncomfortable, you know? Comedy is dead. Listen, comedy survived a solid four year period where the only jokes were Arnold impersonations. Four fucking years of Arnold prank calls and Arnold impressions. Your act couldn't exist without some kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger joke in there that accompanied that was accompanied by an accent. So, if comedy didn't die in that four years, we're gonna be fine. We survived the Arnold era. Comedy is gonna be just fine. And it exists, you fucking short sighted dork ass. It's out there. It just, your sense of humor sucks and never adapted. How about that? <laughs> <sighs> oh, clip that,
1: baby. That's a, that's a good clip.
0: However, I hope I said, I hope I said that in a funny way. Sometimes I look back on the podcast Instagram clips and I'm like, fuck, if I had just uh, articulated that just a little bit better, like the timing of it would have been better. That's the trouble of like improvising these, these rants and jokes is that like, they aren't going to come out polished, of course and you just, you want to fix one or two fucking things, one or two pauses or words or punchlines, and you're just like, ah, this could have popped off if I like really hit the, stuck the landing. But I think I stuck the landing there. The point is, if we survived the Arnold era, this is just me gonna, this is another take. This is just me doing another take. If we survived the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger impression era, then comedy will never truly die because that's as close to dead as comedy got. No, I think I nailed it. Whatever. Uh, Next joke. Uh, However, oh, this is a tag on the last one, the children's book. However, publishing companies do not want to work with Arnold on this project because of all the horrific spelling mistakes, like California illegal, and of course, BAM. And these are all spelt. Phonetically to sound like Arnold, you know, like bomb is B A H M. It's a visual joke. Uh, political debates in Canada are getting heated. The hot topic is healthcare. When asked about his plans for healthcare, Bloc Quebecois leader Gilles Duceppe said, "We just want to separate with Canada. We haven't thought that far ahead." So that was my hot political take at 17 years old. Was that Bloc Quebecois? Didn't care about anything else except getting the fuck out of Canada. And do they still, they're not about that anymore, are they? I think they're just more pro, they're just pro-Quebec, it's like a provincial party, right? God, if I'm wrong, I'm I'm so, I'm so resigned to the fact that I'm going to say things that make me sound really (laughs) uninformed. And I have, a, I have the same amount of votes that you do. Isn't that scary? That's scary. Uh, you know, I've voted Green Party before, mostly because I'm like, but guys, the environment, come on. The environment. And then it's like, does Green Party? How does Green Party feel about trans rights? It's like, yeah, I should probably follow up on that. <laughs> Can you imagine if they're like, yeah, guys, think about the environment. But it ain't no fucking tranny gonna share a bathroom with my daughter. No fucking way. But guys, we climate change, come on. We gotta think about climate change. But cutting your penis off doesn't make you a fucking woman. And stay out of our sports and locker rooms. Fucking men. <laughs> the pedophiles. But guys, we gotta start... Using non, we gotta stop using non-renewable energy sources. What about wind power? I'll tell you what we should power. We should power those wind turbines and throw a bunch of trans people into them. Let's, guys, no, let me do that again. Second take. Can you imagine? I'm doing takes, I'm doing double takes, you guys. Sorry, this is for the algorithm. This is for Instagram. Can you imagine if the Green Party was like, very pro-environment, but like vehemently, overzealously like anti-trans, you know? Where they're like, guys, climate change, come on, it's real. But you know what's not real? Transgenderism. (laughs) (sighs) Guys, we need to start using renewable energy sources like wind turbines. And then also, when we're done, when we're setting up all these wind turbines, when it's all wind turbines, let's just chuck all them L's, G's, B's, and T's in there. Just throw the trans people into that turbine. Throw the pedophiles into the turbine. But anyways, guys, we, we only get one life on this earth. We only get one earth. And I ain't sure as fuck ain't sharing it with no transgenders.
1: That's clippable,
0: clip it. I hope it's funny. I make pretty ugly faces. I'm just gonna have to deal with that. Um. Anyways, going back to this. Oh boy, I really do jump around, don't I? Jump around, jump around.
1: Jump up, jump up and get down, jump. How does it start? What is he,
0: knock it up, wrap, wrap it up, wrap it in? What's the first fucking word? How am I blanking on the first word of that song? Drop it up, rub it in, let me begin. I came to win, nothing mean that's a sin. I turn the song up, punky, better back up. Trying to play a role and you know, the whole crew will act up. Get up, stand up, come on, throw your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump up push the ceiling. I don't know what he says there. Monk says a bonk sunk. So I bust him in the eye, and then I take the punks out, feel it, punk it. Ants in the trunk and I got more rhymes than his cups at a dunkin' donut shops Show up fuck up props because because of my mom and my pops. <laughs> There's so many words I don't know in that song. Knock it up, knock it in. What the fuck is that first word? Oh I'm gonna be so mad when I see this. How am I blank- I know the I know the word. Jump around lyrics. Pack it up! Pack it up, pack it in! God damn it. How do I forget these things? Oh, see? That's what he's saying. I shouldn't look at these lyrics. I should just continue saying my mumbo jumbo. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. I can't win, don't I mean? That's a sin. They don't send my sack up. Punch you better back up. Try to play a role, Though the whole crew'll act up. Get up, stand up. Come on, throw your hands up, if you got the feeling. Jump and push the ceiling. So I bust them in the eye, and then I take the punks out. Mugs let the funk flow, someone's talking junk. You can't blame me for not knowing what he says there. You want bust them in the ah, and then I'll take the punks... ho, And then I'll take the punks ho. I thought he said, and then I'll take the punks out. I won't ever slack up, punky. you better back up. See, I mean, these are fucking fire rhymes, though. But, but also, you can't, you can't blame me for not knowing. He says, mugs let the funk flow. Someone's talking junk. Show me anyone. This isn't a white person thing, I promise you. Show me anyone black or white, and show them that line and say, decipher it. What is he saying? And then they'll be like, well, it's pretty obvious. Oh, uh, I'm not going to tell you, but why don't you tell me? <laughs> no. I came to get down. I came to get down. So get out, just eat and jump around. I love this song. It's such a good song. Oh, it's so hype. I'll serve your ass like John McEnroe if your girl steps up from smacking the hoe. I know that line, but I didn't know I'll serve your ass like John McEnroe. What a reference! What a reference to old tennis. Was tennis really big back then? Word to your moms, I came to drop bombs, I got more rhymes than a bobble's got psalms. I do remember that. just like the prophet. Cause I do, to the death, trying to step to me, you take your last breath, I got the skill, come get your fill, cause when I shoot the gift, I shoot the kill, I came to get down, I came to get down. This song rules! God, that, that like, the fucking, I don't even know what the word is for it. I'm white, so forgive me, and I like rock, I don't, I'm not a big rap, hip-hop person, and forgive me for also like, really digging my heels into like a white rap song. This is probably, like, really hot with white rat- with white people. I don't know. Is it? My black friends? Is this- is what I'm doing really white? You gotta tell me. Uh, it's- uh, it'll- it's funny if what I'm doing is super white, but fucking whitey's gonna white. White bitch is gonna white bitch. Um, but the fucking flow. Is the- is flow the word? Cadence? The choppy, I'm the cream of the crop, I rise to the top. I never eat a pig cause a pig is a cop, or oh, better yet a Terminator, like out of Schwarzenegger. Oh, trying to play me, out like, it was a Sega. That one's not so good, but, uh. Get <laughs> used to one style in your what I might switch it up, up and around, but buck buck you're down. That's what he says, buck buck ya down. Ah, oh. cool rhymes. That rhymer has good flow. That's what I say. Hey, folks. Have you checked out that rap? It's called Jump Around by House of Pain. And let me tell you. It, it's called House of Pain because it hurts so good. Yeah, you, you're in a house. you You make your house a home because it hurts so good. Jump around. Hey, gang, top in the charts is this new hot, uh, new hot joint we got passing around. It's called Jump Around by House of Pain. Enjoy! <laughs> this, is, this is me being a fucking radio DJ. Ugh. Oh. Anyways, this segment is done. The, the, uh, archive segment is done. I really deviated there. But jump around is such a fucking sick song. Even though I forgot the first word. How did I forget? Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Oh, it's just what a cool flow. Neat. What a neat
1: flow. I love it. Hi guys. Hi. Hi.
0: Uh practice, you know? It's exhausting. And you can probably tell over the course of the podcast it maybe gets worse or different. I don't know, I can't tell. My voice, you know? But hey, you know what's cool? Is uh let's have a, another moment of reflection real quick. So I'm on a journey, my voice, right? And let this be a kind of this podcast serves as a journal for my progress. So let this be a, a cool fucking chapter, a marker right here, is that like Here I go, I'm trying, I'm- I'm devoting myself a whole lot more to this. Starting here, and now, and today, and this episode. So, um, wish me luck. I'm the realest one there ever was. And I'm being real with you, and maybe, like, 50 episodes from now, we'll look back and be like, Oh my god! How- what a difference a whole bunch of practice and time makes. I believe in it. I believe. Let's do this. I believe instead of not believe because, like I said last episode, it's better to believe. Why not believe? It's better to believe than not believe. And if you get proven wrong, that's utterly humiliating. So work harder so you don't utterly humiliate yourself, I guess. It's not exactly what I said in the last episode, but I evaluated basically whether belief or or non-belief, self-belief I'm talking about, not belief in God because that's silly. (laughs) Uh, Straight up. But, um, belief in oneself versus non, and the pros and cons.
1: And I think it's just better to believe in yourself. Larry the Cable Guy did it. And look at him now. I mean, he's not really around much anymore. But,
0: look at him ten years ago. He wasn't around that much 10 years ago. Look at him 15 years ago. <laughs> just keep going back. Um, I think there was something else I wanted to tell. Oh, yeah. Well, the E thing. It just reminds me of this is the unfortunate thing about the campaign that isn't lost on my comedian's brain is that, like, it was like when Beyonce uh, did the Super Bowl and people started memeing. The unflattering photos of her dancing where she was like all like bricked up and just she was mid-move. She's dancing her fucking ass off. You know, when I do stand up, people take pictures of me and show me afterwards and I'm like that is hideous. That is grotesque. I'm fucking perched up, perched up like a gargoyle half the time. I really use my whole body and I do act outs with everything I got. So I'm like, eh it's i make a lot of faces a lot of noises so um you know i don't photograph well and somebody like beyonce how do you photograph well when you're dancing your keister off for like two full hours and singing at the same time your mouth open like ah you know and yet she still looks like a fucking goddess how you know and so but anyways it was like at the super bowl when people caught her Uh, mid-move With her face all clenched and her her body all contorted and then I think I remember this might have been the last She like was on Twitter and good for her. She got out. You know, it's like a fucking prison. You guys can't see my pussy. Can you? Um, uh, Don't look don't Um, But she like went. I vaguely remember she went on social media and she was like guys, please she was like, or no, it wasn't even pleading. I think she, like, threatened. She was like, take my pictures down or I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> I'm gonna get mad, you guys. Take my, take those fl- unflattering photos down or I'm gonna be pissed. And then people were like, oh my god, yes. Because, you know, at that point you're just inviting more bullying. And so, to draw that back to the Egale Canada campaign... Um yeah I I'm I'm afraid that unfortunately a campaign like that somebody with my face and my voice being what it is um naturally me pleading for people to stop being assholes is just inviting them assholes are going to be assholes and that is mana for assholes that is sustenance and food to to be Ask not to be an asshole is is re-energizing. It's energy. It's fuel for assholes, is what I'm saying. So, I anticipate that this campaign, um, is going to uh make all the right people go. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. I mean, I hope it can. I don't even know if it's gonna convert anybody. I don't even know if "convert" is the right word. Uh influence anyone. Groo <laughs> Groom I don't know if it's gonna influence anyone uh to maybe set aside their hateful ways and hug a tranny today, but um you know uh I, I do know that I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna uh it just well on Twitter was abundantly clear on that, that all it did was just attract more fucking clueless takes and um, cruel comments. So, stay out of the comment section, boys and girls. That's such an unfortunate thing, you know? I do this for validation. At the core of it, I think that's what motivates me, right? Let's be real. And so, it is... A cruel irony to have to deliberately uh, bl- block myself from seeking that validation in the comments section of videos because the opposite is there. And you know, it's, it sucks that I can't go in, it sucks that I am less inclined to go to those places to, to find the people who are supportive and nice and good and positive and encouraging. And instead, uh, you know... So I don't get to see those because, you know, they're just too many people that just want to... Get a piece of me. You know? But I persevere. And I'm training my voice, and I'm doing my best, and if I just soften it, I think it's that I'm trying too hard. I think it's that I'm trying too hard. And maybe if I speak... I think that's, that might be kind of it, practicing speaking a little bit more gently, gently and softly, and maybe not as nasally, if I breathe, then it's less nasally, I'm fucking, you see me pushing my head forward, Anyway, strategies, I'm strategizing, I'm watching videos, I'm, I'm, I, I don't have the money to take lessons, but hopefully this merch will leave a dent, um. Okay, yeah, uh, I think this is a good note to end on. I might be having company for the Champions League, so I should probably uh I should probably log out get some work done and then watch some football, yeah, uh, I really i'm I'm sure there were like three or four more things I wanted to talk about, but I'll save them for the next episode. And in the meantime, just thank you for sitting here, joining me, enjoying your time. I hope there were good. Uh, thoughts here in podcast. Oh yeah, there's another campaign I'm part of before I sign off. Uh, Egale Canada is one of them and Studio 205 Productions. If you look up Studio 205 Productions, uh, they have a campaign called Pride Is... Dot, dot, dot. And myself and a handful of other prominent L's, G's, B's, and T's all uh, spoke out about what we feel Pride is this year and for me pride is fucking rebellion, you know? Yeah, because I mean what what Everything I've said so far just kind of lends itself to uh, My point that pride is rebellion for me This year and everything that I do is uh, partially an act of rebellion me persevering despite all the hate is, uh, an act of rebellion. Me, um, forging onward and living my life the way, uh, I want to is an act of rebellion. Me fucking vocal training is an act of internal valid- uh, rebellion against my own, uh, masculinity, <laughs> I guess. I don't know, you can apply it every which way, but, um, so, this Pride season, don't let the fucking rising tides of hate prevent you from, um, being fucking obnoxious and visible. Be visible. Get in their goddamn faces. Fuck off. Love is love. Mm-hmm. Live and let live. hmm And, um, I feel like at this point, at the end of my video, if I retained you, if we did... Proper good retention um then uh, you know, congratulations to me, uh, you're probably one of the good ones if you've lasted this long, if not, if you hate me and you've lasted this long, then I mean good on you, congratulations, that's kind of cool. your simmering loathing is uh I find it very interesting um, I wish you would find a better uh expense of your time and motivations, but if if you are that driven by hatred then you're a sad person and your curse is that you have to live with that so ain't no skin off my tits um so to studio 205 productions uh look that up look up i i posted an instagram uh post about that speaking my mind something very eloquent and i thought very um empowering Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh oh no. Uh look, it's Cartman. Eh. eh uh. <laughs> Shut up, you guys. I'm not fat. You do. Eh. So there's Cartman as promised. Uh Oh no, Cartman's head exploded. No more Cartman. Oh my god, you killed Cartman. You bastard. Uh there we go. That's two things. Oh, uh, and is that who's that? It's my lovely lover, Aid of formerly of the Overwatch League. Oh no, Aid! Oh no, you can't move. You probably looked at Medusa. Oh, and a giveaway. Um, I've given you the today's giveaway is wisdom. I've given you wisdom, and I've given you proactivity, and. To give tough love to my trans folks out there, if you're feeling dysphoria, I understand you, I get you. Um but what other choice do you have but to move forward and to and to try and to work and to you know. And if if working actively on your appearance and those things that are all superficial at the end of the day, um what can be worked on is your your inner peace and your ability to just process things being what they are and being grateful for the good things in your life that you have. And of course, I'm saying this, I'm fully acknowledging my privilege. I have a lot going for me. And so it's probably easier for me to do that, um fully aware of all those things. But um I also think that I am in a good place, partially because of the hard work I put into practicing gratefulness and um, and just mind over-mattering a lot of the dysphoria, you know? Gritting my teeth and- and believing I can do better and I can work and I can- I have control, you know? Exercising control wherever I can. So, uh, I think that's it. I think I covered all my bases. Check out those two campaigns, Eagle Canada and Studio 205 Productions. Follow me on Instagram. I uh, posted a bikini photo and I just, I got my uh, account expanded uh, pretty strongly overnight. And wait till you guys hear my voice and see what I do. We're going to see that number dip when people realize it's not all bikini photos. That was a rarity, man. I don't know. I mean... I was proud. I shared them proudly. It wasn't a thirst trap. I was proud. I was proud of how I looked. It was very validating. It was very euphoric. Trying on that bikini and and like, being like, ah, cool. And liking and seeing a woman in the mirror was, you know, very validating. So sue me. I shared it. I shared a moment in time. Anyways. Um. So now you know I've got all these new followers who just want to see more uh, ass, and uh, you're gonna see a different kind of ass, a jack ass, uh, expressing her opinions because she's the realest one there ever was. Fucking booyah, mic drop. Um, thank you for listening. I'm seriously gonna go now. Thank you for liking and sharing and subscribing, and please tell people about the podcast. Let's keep growing. I've got merch. And I'll keep you posted on its availability and mailing it out. Um, you guys rule, man. Honestly, talk about gratefulness. I'm so grateful that uh, I have you as listeners and as fans and as supporters. I'm just so grateful. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for your feedback. Um, thank you for all of it. I'm lucky. And, and you guys rule. And thank you for... Uh, Thank you for being real G's and sticking real solid gold... ding! Solid gold G's. Okay, that's- that's fucking it. Um, thanks! Have a good week if you're a good person. If you're a bad person, uh, work on it and then, uh, you know, work on your hatred and come back and be a good person. Try that out. Thanks. Bye.